Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Material, episode 155, and I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Ion. And I am bored. It's like yeah. there wasn't a whole lot to, a lot of like, no, nobody had a really big blow up and nobody had a really big like security scandal. And none of the prominent commentators on tech had a major tizzy fit about anything that Google was happening. And I guess everybody in Congress is like at their vacation cottages because they didn't feel any need to start grandstanding about anything. It really, it really does feel like the summer lull. I am just, I have no idea what to do except bask in all of these things that I have. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I just feel like I've, I've connected everything. I've got everything working, but now it's just like summertime. Now it's time to start breaking stuff. But I don't even want to be inside the house. That's the thing to like play with any of this stuff because the weather is so great outside. I just want to, I just want to go outside and enjoy the sun. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. We're finally at that area era in which, like, now we're getting like the sort of San Diego weather in New England, or at least in my mm-hmm. part of New England, where it's nice enough you can actually go out and have fun. Not so nice that you have to like protect yourself against the sun and plan for the fun that you're about to have, uh, but. Uh, and but unfortunately, and the the only bad thing is that it's not it's almost warm enough to go to the beach, but not quite. Like Ugh, it, I, I hate that. I, I can go I can go to the beach, but I still have to be in that sort of um like that 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 sort of scene and like a lot for some reason a lot of like the 1960s 1970s movies like whenever the main character needs to do something introspective like they're at the beach and they're walking along the shoreline but you know they've got that like flimsy linen jacket on and long pants and like docksiders or whatever and they're just like strolling and sort of looking off into the middle distance as opposed to like throwing off like 90 percent of their clothes and jumping in like a bunch of hooligans which is what you're supposed to do at the beach Yes, I grew up with uh, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk commercials, which, by the way, were <laughs> like it was a redone version of the Beach Boys, um, like going to the beach where I belong, you know, but oh, like yeah. the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I mean, it's fun in the California sun, but there is no sun down there. It's like <laughs> it's overcast. It doesn't. I mean, every time I've gone to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, it's been overcast. And frankly, the water up here is way too cold to get into without like a full wetsuit, okay? It's just, <laughs> you know, it's just false advertising. I would appreciate a little more truth in advertising. If you want a hot beach, it's not here. Mm. I just I just want really good beach days before school lets out, that's all. And I didn't get that this year. I got So, but yeah, basically you mean like <laughs> May 15th. Exactly. I want I I, I don't want to have to deal with children and the exhausted parents of children that I actually actually once a couple of years ago somebody a, a, a parent insisted that I should move because I, and I'd been there at that spot for like 45 minutes to an hour oh my gosh. Uh, and I, I mean I'd already been there and then they arrive like as a family and say it's very very selfish because I'm just like one person and like I'm sitting like at right at the place where like I'm in the shade of the of the lifeguard tower, and obviously someone with like four kids and a and a camper and a, and, a, and a portable cooker. It's like I'm, I'm I didn't really know what to say. It's a I'm, this and this is a mark of my age where it becomes now. <laughs> it's it, I'm at that wonderful balance point that, and I mean that I mean that literally. It's a one it's a wonderful stage where I feel like if I say you know what I think you're having a really bad day. 
And if I can move and make your day better, that's what I'm going to do. I want to give you my spot and hopefully the rest of your day goes really better because the part of me that's becoming more and more mature is actually believing that and thinking that, you know, it is a nice thing for you to do. She wouldn't, you know, I, you, you, my, my, I had like lots of brothers and sisters. I know what it is to organize a beach day with a big family, but I'm still young and immature enough to say that I bet that this is going to stick in her craw, that it wasn't like she chased me off because I was, I didn't belong there. It's like I condescended to her and I said, you can't handle the, the family situation you're in right now. You did not plan well for this beach trip that you knew was happening and you required a total stranger whom you were berating to be nice and do you a solid how does that make you feel this is why i don't go to the beach also because it's cold <laughs> yeah. in california it's all a lie it's all a lie yeah you can There's no just... you can you can find good beaches and <laughs> it's it, it is it, the, the thing with beaches in new england is that we uh, and this is one of those things where I can't believe I had to have someone point this out to me because it's so obviously true. There, there are there are Gulf streams from that are bringing warm weather from the south, and there are Gulf streams that are bringing cold weather from the north. And so, if you are in certain parts of New England, you're catching like if if you're in it literally, it's as distinct as you know. There's Cape Cod. If you are in like the southern shore of Cape Cod, you can find beautiful, warm ocean beaches. If you go just like a short bike ride to the northern shore of Cape Cod, you are freezing your kahiney off, and you're wondering why your family or you decided to book a week, basically, so that you can. I don't know, skin a deer, freeze the hide, and make sure it's ready for a good winter. I don't know, because you're certainly not going to swim in there, except except your parents who just spent two hours driving you down there insist that, you know, we're going to have go in there, we're going to take a picture where we're all smiling. Ah, skinning well, deer. Well, I did, well... <laughs> What a great way to start off this week, are, I think. There are hunters around here. There are hunters yeah, around here. No, no, no. I've, there are hunters in California. Yep. Try, I, try, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, anyway, so totally related to the incredibly technological feat that is the Google Home smart speaker, <laughs> <laughs> which apparently uh, now I know I actually have been receiving news briefs about this in like my little Google feed because everybody has been writing about it around the blogs and such that the Google home is soon able to handle three queries at once. So you would command it, Hey G do this and this and this. And so you have to now be very cognitive when you're (laughs) basically shouting out a command. Um, I'm trying to think as I'm explaining this and I'm getting tripped up over it because I just feel like three, I mean, I guess it's great that you can do three at once, but I'm already exhausted. That's a long command. That's, that's fine. It's, it's just gonna, it's just gonna have to, it's gonna trip up my muscle memory for, uh, for a little while because there are, there are things that are very, very natural. Like, Hey Guillermo, turn off the lights, set the thermostat down to 45 degrees, lock the, and lock the front door. But because uh, those those three things kind of bunch together, uh, and I haven't bothered to create just a a, a I was shortcut gonna for that say, yet. Yeah, could do um, a routine. Yeah, then you don't I'll, have to do any of that. Oh yeah. Although that now uh, Google's work, Google Home is working on a feature where it will suggest a routine for you now, or it's go, it's going to suggest a routine for you. 
I that saw that there's there's something in Google I/O in which so so it won't happen soon, but I think that they were talking to developers about how here's how you can set up your apps to be aware that of the context of an operation and suggest that a routine be be created for you. But if if all I have to do is I just feel dumb when I just think of like th- two or three things in a row, and I just feel dumb saying, "Okay, Guillermo, uh, play Diana Domrau." Okay, Guillermo, set the lights to fifty percent. Okay, and I'm doing that over and over again, and I feel like it's a, you know you you never watch a movie if you watch a movie or a TV show where this is the dialogue, you know this is a very bad show. I'm I'm what I'm what I'm looking forward to is the is the feature they showed off at, showed off at I/O where it uh, it's there's enough if if uh, you're, if you're in the middle of a conversation, you can just give the next command as opposed to having to separate them all with okay, Guillermo's. So if I could just say, you know, play play, uh, play Diana Domrau, I said playing Diana Domrau forever, uh, and uh, pl- turn off the turn the lights down to fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, I think actually you make a good point because I realize I don't really I didn't really set up scenes for the smart bulbs in my house. So, but I have a lot of smart bulbs. Not everything is connected, but I have one in every like main room, a main common area. Um, and in my bedroom as well. And sometimes I like to set the mood of the house, but I don't want to deal with the app or I don't have my phone nearby. I have Philips Hughes. Uh, so I guess this is where I would use that to kind of set the mood. I would, you know, because I've got a mixture of color lights and just white lights. And, you know, I don't want them all at the same temperature. I don't want them all to be the same hue. I like a little variation. Mm. I guess that could work. Were you following the announcements at uh, Apple's WWDC last week about how uh, Siri is getting uh, is getting shortcuts and actions? I, I thought they no, I thought it was, but pr- that's good to know. It's it's interesting. They they they're doing two separate things. One of, and one of the things that kind of got me was I don't know if we actually talked about this a little bit last week, but I'm but still on my mind the idea of. Uh, the assistant proactively suggesting, hey, I think I figured out something I can do to help you out. Do you want me to start doing that for you automatically? And I'm, t- I'm still, after a week, trying to figure out whether that would drive me absolutely nuts, like a waiter who simply will not go away and let me enjoy my meal. Or actually, I, I right now my, my headspace is really in trying to make this risotto get together, so I probably would not have thought to take this time to save this as an action. But since you've asked, yes, please, that would be wonderful. You know what? That is that just sounds like really good onboarding to me, actually. It just it feels like we've got to teach people about this sort of thing. You know, we know how to use this thing, but maybe other people who have like the Google Home app on their phones aren't really sure about what to do with it. Just that it's like a little controller for whatever things they've brought into their home with the Google Assistant. So I don't know. I mean, this is generally all about making it user friendly and uh, approachable. Yeah, it's it's still difficult. I still get the I still get that question. Last week, um, I was doing uh, uh, I was on on that public radio show that I do uh, on uh, Boston Public Radio, which I do every couple of weeks. And one of the hosts was just asking me, "Well, what?" And not in the, not in a sarcastic way, like, "What would what will a smart assistant do for me?" Even though this technology has been around for a while, and it's so hard to the 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 best way to explain it is for someone to spend an afternoon in my house, and 
or even better, just be a guest in my house for two or three days. And after day number three, they're no longer like reaching for looking for light switches and they're no longer just opening apps to find things out. They're just simply calling out into the void and the void responds. Uh, but it's 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 so easy to fall into the trap where, oh, this is the one of the most sophisticated kitchen timers in the world. But, well, OK, don't don't downplay how nice it is to be able to simply set a timer and walk away. But still, it can do more things than simply tell me when to come back and check on the steak that I put in the sous vide an hour ago. My really good friend, uh, her and her husband just bought an AC window unit. And as you know, here it's a very dry heat and it gets between the 90s and 100s. Uh, the further you get out from San Francisco, it gets really hot here in the summer and dry and dusty. But their AC unit is app controlled so they can set it to be nice and cool 20 minutes before they arrive home. That is exactly why you want these sort of things in your house. Just like the idea that you can control it in any sort of way that you want to. Um, and also, it's just like upgrading your home and turning it into the home of the future. <laughs> I really believe in it. I also I also really need to consider some of the privacy and security concerns that come with it. But, you know, besides that, things have become very convenient. Well, it's a historical problem. We like to have natural light in our house. We don't like people being able to see into our house. So do you want to not have windows or do you want to just be careful about what you do when you're in front of a window? Or do you want to have connected blinds that connect to IFTTT and then you can connect it to some sort of camera and create a script so that yeah. if the camera sees you're doing something naughty. It immediately shuts the blinds. I just came up with that. But I'm assuming there's a possibility someone out there. But that but that is see, but that is a great example. It's like uh, that's what I, you can do with IFTTT if you if yeah, you but, really put your mind to it. Exactly. Like again, if I if I were to if I had my own Jeeves, someone you know working working for me to make my life easier, like Jeeves would know that. Okay, he's now gone from he, he's finished watching the 90 minute thing on the big TV in the living room that he sat down to watch. And now he's on YouTube looking for new subscriptions that have come in, which means he's probably going to give up on this and be in the bedroom, not to go directly to sleep, but to start the bedroom part of the of the, the last part of the day. So that means that I am going to close all the drapes. I am going to turn the lights on in this way. I am going to start to make sure that if it's cold, if, if it's a little bit warm, the fan is going or the AC is going. And this is the sort of stuff that really gets people will get people interested in Siri if Given that the demos that Apple was showing was again, I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving uh, you know, uh, slow mo. I'm leaving the office right now, which means that it's going to tell you it's going to uh, switch your phone into like CarPlay mode, tell you what, what the best route is, give you an ETA, text your text your partner to say what time you're going to be there, and also uh, forwarding ahead to the HomeKit stuff inside your house that around six twenty one p.m. Make sure that the house is at a comfortable 60, 68 degrees. Make sure there's coffee waiting make sure that this is go it's make sure that the the, the drapes are going that is exactly what you kind of want no i'm sorry what what you really want is to win that half billion dollar powerball so you can again hire people so that you don't have to learn how to program these things you just simply are responsible for firing people when your watches uh, turn out to be missing but second best is i can i can afford gadgets yeah gadgets are so much cheaper than salaries. <laughs> just, 
They also, they also, they also don't sell your private pictures at TMZ.com, must be said. Yeah, it's true. They, 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 it's, they monetize your personal life in different ways, mind you. Yeah. But we should all reserve the right to monetize our own personal lives. That's that's my <laughs> belief. If I if I want to sell the photos, let me reap the rewards. I don't I don't want to see what I can get from my personal photos. <laughs> I, 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 I I I I don't I have no fantasies that I would get any real amount of money. But I would much rather hold out that non-zero possibility that perhaps somewhere on the on the dark internet there's an interest. Uh, <laughs> But I, so I did on the dark web where your <laughs> passwords are stored. It, it, it'd have to be a pretty dark web. I, again, I, the lighting is not my friend anyway. <laughs> but so um, did you happen to play with the uh, the 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 Google Doodle on Sunday? The 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 fire angry gnomes game, if you want to call it that. You are the first one to actually tell me about it, uh, but I did go and preview. I basically went and poured through the cute little feature that they wrote on it, that Google wrote on it. Um, and I just have to say, it, this it's just so cute. And I just love the aesthetic of the art form. It's it's really, really, it's really, really pretty. It's really, really cute. The music that, that they keep playing is not annoying, even though it's repetitive, but it was... <laughs> It was one of it was a it was exactly the sort of game that I really like where it looks like it's really really silly and stupid and okay well okay great so now okay this is this is clearly okay so you 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 put the put the little garden gnome in the slingshot in the in the trebuchet and you fire it and the longer the longer you manage to fire okay so it's a trick to see if you can get the trebuchet if you can release the release from the trebuchet when it's at the top of the arc okay that's great so I bet the little kids are you know having fun with this but you, know, you kind of get bored with it and then but then like after the first after playing with it it's sunday morning so you're really not eager to get out of bed and start your day so you've been playing with this for for 10 minutes trying to get oh wow my best used to be 68 feet now it's 72 feet but then you notice there are extra pieces of like user interface and that oh why did it oh okay if it happens to bounce and land at the bottom of one of those logs the log turns into a cannon fires oh okay so it's in my best interest to try to aim for the logs and then you see this like little power circle that powers up and if you tap it at the right point you can like then bounce it correctly and now you're getting instead of 72 feet you're getting like 300 feet 400 feet and the different gnomes have different aerodynamic properties and it's like and then it's like an hour and a half later and you're glad you're not religious because you just missed all three of the masses that are happening like at, at the at the church and you've just been playing with cartoon gnomes all morning and once again you're like bravo google this was very this very very well you've trapped me in ways that i thought i was too smart to be trapped thus reminding me that i am pretty 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 helpless in the face of large scale free to play gaming <laughs> it's okay i feel you there andy i it's also worth noting that on the doodle blog there is a this day in history that is a com that accompanies the sort of little um the little uh art lesson that's in the or the art show i should say that's in the doodles archive um there were two doodles for uh portugal national day one in 2017 and one in 2018 and uh apparently it's also maurice syntax's birthday <laughs> it's june 10th for those of you wondering mm. See, it's uh, I, I now. There's I'm glad that they're one. One of the things we're gonna be talking about later is that they've uh, Google has uh, 
put on as they promised they put on their uh, on their site like their principles for ai so artificial intelligence and how they're going to pursue artificial intelligence in the future and so they're open and they're, trans- and they're transparent, but they're, they are kind of scared, I think, about being open and transparent about how do they choose what's going to be commemorated with a, go- with a, with a doodle. And so I'm thinking that, okay, it's, it's late spring. People are – this is the time of year where you go to like the, the supermarket to get eggs and the entire front of the parking lot is like perennials and annuals and bulbs and stuff that you're supposed to be planting so okay maybe it's a gardening thing but it's actually celebrating garden day in germany which is okay nice piece of trivia that's that's fine but it means that if you're ever honked off that i haven't here's a person who's who's would have been 100 years old like today who saved eighty thousand people by creating a brand by by curing polio in in grain or whatever and you don't and when it it gets worse but it's like okay so i suppose memorial day is in the united states is not big enough but a a garden invention of the garden gnome in germany is big enough for a doodle it's i and i don't and i I, i'm I'm not making i'm not making fun of people for having for having like uh their own wanting to having their own ideas about uh, this is important to me. I think this should, this is really important to everybody. I don't know why it's not being commemorated, and I just don't know like what the decision tree is like at Google because I'm sure that I'm sure there isn't a they, they could they could turn this into where every single day is an anniversary of something horrible that happened that needs to be and deserves to be commemorated. Occasionally, we want to mix it up with how about we just fling some garden gnomes into a garden just to break it up a little bit. But on the other hand, uh, I, I don't I don't know what the thought process is. All I know is this: none of this has convinced me to put garden gnomes in my garden. No, oh, that's fun. Maybe maybe just haven't met the right one. It's also a possibility. All, all I know is that my my garden gnome got stole. I had a I had a someone someone for my birthday years ago gave me like a little like ten inch high like resin like garden gnome hope uh, with a garden gnome painted in Boston Red Sox colors and with the Boston <laughs> Red Sox logo on his little pointy hat and he's holding a little baseball. And I never. Uh, it's it's nice, but it's not it's not pricey. And I've never really known exactly what to do with it. And I had it outside, like in the old house, for a little bit. Then I took it inside for whatever reason. And there's a front step to my building where, like, there's little, often like a little pumpkin or something. And I decided, oh, I'll just put this like in the front step there. And just to be, just to be safe, I also on the on his on his feet. When I turned it over. Uh, I also mark it. Dude, come on, put me back in big bold letters. So if someone did pick it up, maybe that would be the last thing they would say. Oh, that's right. That's kind of kind of a kind of a stick move for me to, to actually walk off with this. And it did it did last out there for about five months. And sometime next last month, someone strolled off with it. Wow, I bet you that they were drinking a lot prior to that. I'm sorry. It might have been the the, <laughs> the the problem. The problem is that most of the people who would be who would have been walking past there. Like is <laughs> would have been like really probably wealthy. The, the my, where I live is kind of like a hoity-toity, like like New Englandy touristy place. So it's not a place where people like get buy a thirty-six pack of beers and get get blissed and pass out in a public park. It is the you know oh let's take this let's let's sail the skiff up to up to <laughs> up to the harbor and we'll get some we'll get a wrap burrito and then. 
We'll spend $800 on an antique doorknob, and I'll take uh, pictures of it with a $5,000 camera that I don't really know how to use. <laughs> and I so, love this, that rich person accent. Exactly. That is like my favorite. <laughs> I, I, this is, this is, this is the sort of like barely repressed contempt that you get when you grow up on a, when you're like a poor family living in a, grew up in, growing up in a rich town. Like we weren't, I'm sorry, we weren't poor. We were like middle class or like lower middle class. But in this community, yeah. it would have been, <laughs> it's, it's the sort of thing where, you know, when when your parents arrange a play date, it's like, you know, and and maybe next weekend we can come to your house and the kids can play in your pool. Like, we don't have a pool. Oh, you have a, what well, we have, or, or, we have or, a your, hose. or your lake. <laughs> a hose and a tarp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shall we shall we jump into an ad? Yes, I think we should. Let's jump into an ad. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Sell some keychains. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Show off your wares. Maybe you want to create a blog. Write about ferrets. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do all those things. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't even have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your wonderful ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material, like the name of this podcast, to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for us, the Material Podcast. Once again, that's squarespace.com material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, Make your next move. Make your next website. So, uh, uh, as as mentioned before, uh, turns out that Google does have principles. Uh, uh, they left it in the car. That's why they didn't have them uh, in October. But they, you know, they went through. They, they lifted up. You know, they, you got that like seat back that folds up to become another seat, and sometimes stuff gets like stuck behind there, and you don't even see it. That's where they found their principles. Uh, on how they're going to run uh, artificial intelligence projects. Uh, and so they actually released them uh, actually five days ago or something, so late last week. Uh, and so uh, it's all it's all worth reading from start to finish. Um, I haven't read so much about how uh, Googlers internally have reacted to this, but uh, it's, in, it's in two sections. Uh, they start off by talking about objectives for AI applications in which they're basically saying that this has to be for the good of people. It has to be well done and that it, uh, it has to be safe. It has to be accountable. It has to have privacy concerns built in. It can't be biased or can't create a reinforced bias. And that's, that's a hidden problem because we don't, <laughs> that a, a it's all the, all the phony baloney stuff we talk about, like poisoning our kids with our own philosophies and creating a new generation of hate. It actually also applies to AI because whatever we, the, the the AI only learns what we teach it, and so if we decide I'm going to teach it how to do natural language by I don't know, let's have it like do a bot that just simply looks at Reddit posts and Reddit conversation threads, that might not actually give you a good idea of you know forward thinking uh, in American or world society. Uh, but this is all about how uh, it should be basically good stuff. 
solid work, uh, upholding high standards of scientific excellence, uh, and basically not do uh, what you might call philosophical harm to anybody, and also make be made available for uses that accord with these principles. And then the second part is AI <laughs> applications we will not pursue. So this is particularly interesting because this just kind of lays it out for you there. So the first one is technologies that cause or are likely to cause overall harm. And I, I wonder, I mean, there's a whole paragraph that you can read <laughs> if you want to go read the whole, um, the whole thing that accompanies that. Weapons, uh, applications not pursue weapons. Are other technology or other technologies whose principal purpose or implementation is to cause or directly facilitate injury to people? That relates a lot to that little um, facial recognition on the drone project. Yeah, I'm talking about. And that's uh, I, I kind of hesitated over that one because there there is some room for fudge factor because. They could say that the project that they were involved in with the Department of Defense conforms with Article One and Two of the uh, uh, of uh, excuse me. It, it doesn't violate either of those two things because they're saying no, no, no. We're we we weren't providing software that will help uh, them to help the military target drones. We were giving them software that will help them accurately target drones and avoid killing innocent people. So, as with any statement of ethics. It's nice to have these words out there, but you feel, and I'm not talking about Google here. I'm talking about every, every time I see an ethics policy, particularly like a journalistic ethics policy, it's like, okay, but what if you're, what if you have your, your newspaper or your, your, your channel has three superstar contributors and one of them has just violated the hell explicitly out of one of your ethics problems. Are you going to say that this doesn't fall into that category so that you can keep him or her working? Or are you going to say, damn it, we did say that, didn't we? The third piece of this list, so there are four things on this list. Uh, we're this still the list of the AI applications Google will not pursue. The third thing is technologies that gather or use interface. I'm sorry, I laughed. It was a little too too soon for me. Uh, technologies that gather gather or use information for surveillance violating internationally accepted norms. I feel like that kind of subtweets GDPR a little bit. Um and last is technologies whose purpose contravenes widely accepted principles of international law and human rights, um, which I think is is fair because I think um, if there's the one thing that the world, both the cruel world and the good world, I mean, what is good in this day and age could agree on is what are human rights. Yeah, it is that those are pretty those are prob those will be problematic for any company that wants to do business with. Uh, there, there are a number of countries that that seems to be, you know, you, you, there's a rule in the break the break room saying, hey, there's no no reheating fish in the microwave, and there's sort of an or invisible Brussels sprouts, right? Or or <laughs> or, or, or yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, exactly, and, and there's and there's sort of like an invisible dot 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 Dave. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of dot dot dot. China, so uh, yeah, like, dot, dot dot the Philippines dot 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 yeah. North Korea dot yeah. dot dot. It's so uh, technologies that gather or use information for surveillance violating internationally accepted norms. So essentially, 
is that again is that more weasel language saying that well even the united states says we'll do domestic surveillance over yeah but the united states doesn't like arrest journalists for just being journalists they can talk a lot about it but they don't really do that and technologies who purpose contravenes widely accepted principles of international law and human rights again it's like it makes it very difficult to justify really doing business with China for a lot, China and Russia and a lot of other countries for a lot of stuff for which artificial intelligence is quite useful. And Hmm. it really does, it really does does imply that there has to be a, you have to really be able to trust this government with this technology and saying that it is okay for Canada to have like, uh, we'll go, we'll, we'll help Canada develop a system that, that connects uh, traffic, uh, uh, traffic cameras to like be able to identify and target specific cars to be found and, and pulled over by, uh, by, by the police. Uh, how it's harder to say that, or, or to basically say there are, there are these 800 people that are, there's, there's an arbitrary list of people that are on a certain, we really want to know where these people are at all times list. And so there's always the second half of that phrase, okay, and once our software finds these people, what are you going to do with that information? That we're going to give them candy because they look a little hypoglycemic. And we thought that if we have a cookie, we'd prevent them from like sort of lagging at the end of the day. Then you're going to arrest them for being dissidents, are you? No, no. You know, like you know, that, that commercial Snickers really satisfies. You're a different person when you're hungry. That's what we're trying to get at. We don't want people turning into, uh, you know, the one where Robin Williams is sort of a sort of a really weird uh, football coach. That's, that's what I'm looking at. We don't want people to turn into Abe Vigoda. We want them to be the the party. It's, yeah, I. It's good that it's written down. I will say that. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm saying that there's enough wiggle room that if there was a, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sort of. Uh, I, I, I myself am trying to figure out how I feel about this stuff because on the one hand, it's good that they're actually writing these things down. I think every company needs to have principles like these that are again, transparent and and public. Um, I'm also, I also think that it's very, very uh, brave in a, you know, in a way that goes far beyond deleting the headphone jack from a, from a, from a phone <laughs> Uh, to <laughs> to 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 make a statement like this, given that it's kind of like saying we will not be in the energy business, we will not sell oil to anybody, uh, because this is technology that is going to be supports is going to be the basis of so many businesses, and everybody who's who who has a comma has multiple commas in their uh, in their in their uh, gross domestic product as a company is creating an AI business. And part of that is going to be selling AI services uh, to governments, to large institutions. And so to basically be able to say that we are not going to fund and we're not going to power, we're not going to grease the gears of war. We're not going to grease the gears of human rights violations. We are, we are more than willing to keep that for, let you keep that money for yourselves. I'm not sure that Jeff Bezos is willing to say, that's great. We'll do it for you. That's fine. Oh no, he just we, wants, we have our own application just, platform. Yeah, it's called kicking out the homeless from Seattle. Sorry. Instead of Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah. Um so it's let's see. Okay, so I was gonna say, did Google renew 
But so we have here on June 1st uh, was a headline from Gizmodo, which is Google plans not to renew its contract for Project Maven, a controversial Pentagon drone AI imaging program. And then these principles came out. I mean, as a consumer, it makes me feel like if I were just a consumer, if I were not Flo, the tech journalist who's like been doing this for a long time and living in the space, I would think to myself, this this is how I thought before I became the person who was watching these things happen. So when I was just young and dumb and using my parents' money for things, I would have thought to myself, wow, this company really cares about me. Like, I really want to align myself with this company. Um, and I do think that this is, uh, I do think that this is, like you said, a lot more, um, a lot more explicit than other companies are willing to put forward. I mean, you don't see Apple, I mean, does Apple have something like this? Not, no, nothing I know of. But Apple they, they doesn't sort of... deal with AI the way that Google does. I mean, Google's AI is far superior to. Yeah, and for, and for all that, realize that uh, another piece of news uh, from last week. I didn't put in the show notes though, but uh, they basically op- they're uh, they're sticking to their guns about not being not not applying their main businesses in China. Uh, that's again old story from uh, old old story when China said you can have the Google search engine, but only if we you allow us to do this, that, and the other. And they said no, we're not going to let you do that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to be a part of that business. Uh, excuse me, of, uh, of that part of the world's business. Uh, and so there, it seems to be that they're looking to China to be uh, take part in like a artificial intelligence business. So I think they've they've opened two different offices uh, for AI research. Uh, partly to again have a presence in that business, but also because that's uh, the talent for AI is all over the world, and so they have access to the talent inside China for that. So it's uh, it becomes it becomes a uh, unless you explicitly lay out here's what we are going to do, here's what we're not going to do. It r- leads to a number of seriously itchy circumstances for you. And this is compare and contrast to like what uh, IBM and Microsoft do, which is that they um, IBM did it uh, in the in the 90s. Microsoft is in the process of doing it right now. They are diversifying into like a, a software and consulting business that basically does everything for everybody. So instead mm-hmm. of being instead of whereas IBM was known for physical hardware and consulting businesses for supporting that business hardware, they were synonymous with business hardware. Now they are simply they're still a huge company they're still uh industry leaders but they're industries you probably haven't heard about even though they might affect you uh, daily you know just like the, the again the gears of industry the gears of of defense the gears of surveillance are greased by IBM and now they're being greased by by Microsoft as well so they have the ability to sort of just be just be hired guns hired lances that are working for whoever is they can they can they can sell their services to Google has an identity, and Google also has a product that uh, people will associate with bad things happening. I mean, artificial intelligence, machine learning already has such a huge bad rep because of science fiction. And when you wind up with a company with a product that seems to click right into every bad straight to DVD, straight to Blu-ray, straight to streaming movie (laughs) that you didn't watch because it was obviously so badly done about how technology will take over everything and destroy and destroy all and put power uh, into the hands of mono (laughs) mono faced uh, corporations. That's what they're doing. So they have this need to make sure that we're going to be as open as possible. The question is, though, is there going to be a point two or three or four years from now where they have to either say that 
either be really uh, sadly <laughs> obvious about yeah, we're saying that this doesn't violate our our uh, our, our our philosophies because of, and we'll make up whatever reason, even though the reason is that this is just too good a deal to turn down. And also strategically, we couldn't, we had to compete for this or else it would give a huge advantage to one of our competitors. Uh, or are you going to say this document was great for June of 2018? It did not, we are going to change it as we go. Uh, they did, uh, actually, the, in the conclusion, uh, it says that uh, we believe these principles are the right foundation for our company and our future development of artificial intelligence. We acknowledge that this area is dynamic and evolving, and we will approach our work with humility, a commitment to internal and external engagement, and a willingness to adapt our approach as we learn over time. And there's also a little bit, the, a little, little longer down, they basically acknowledge, they also say that we could change this as we go. Uh, so, okay. I guess it, it's it's good that we're having a conversation. Sometimes... Um, we're tempted to fast forward to the end of the conversation where we understand each other, we've solved problems, we're ready to move forward. Sometimes it's just good that, again, you you and your cousin and your mom decided to get together and finally hash out why there's so many tension at the 4th of July picnic every single year and if it's something that we can fix. The fact that you started, the fact that there is at least open dialogue is in itself a good thing. Can I offer an anecdote that is related to this? Hit me. So I was in Minnesota this last weekend for um, a very brief family reunion uh, for my husband's mother's side of the family. And I was, you know, I was putting together a Google Photos album. It was nearing the end of the trip. It was our last day there. We were about to leave for the airport and we were all swapping photos and things alike. And, you know, I pop into Google Photos and already it had an album ready for me along with um, the five na- five names of the people who were also there with me. And... I told the family about this and they were all sort of insanely like kind of freaked out by this. They were like, how does Google know that? And I was like, well, do you have a Google account? And uh, one of the cousins is like, yes. And I'm like, well, did you use Google Maps to get here from Chicago? And they were like, yes. And, And I was like, well, Google knows that you came over here to the exact address that I just came to because I'm using a Google account and I use Google Maps to get here from the airport in the rental car. So Google knows we're both here, pinned us here. Uh, My brother-in-law is over there using an Android phone. So Google knows that he's here because he's got location turned on. Uh, And of course, Google knows my husband is here and Google knows that he's my husband because I've already told the AI that like long (laughs) ago. And so this is just an anecdote to sort of... Uh, you know, this AI is so deeply ingrained into our lives already. So this was a long time coming, like this sort of thing. You have to spell it out in this sort of way when you are in people's lives in the way that you are. And that's how deep Google's AI is in my life. And I'm constantly having these conversations with people in my family and my close friends because I want to gauge their reactions when they realize like what I'm doing on my phone. It's. I think the thing that's going to be most important moving forward, the thing that will help uh, a company or even an individual developer uh, avoid problems, is to just understand that people like to feel like they're in control of this of this sort of stuff, even when they they have no possible way of being in control of how Google applies its artificial intelligence, especially when it uh, contracts its work to to other industries. But they still. It's if. Uh, 
if you were aware that there is a way to make sure that there's a shared album of Google Photos that automatically creates itself and helps everybody have the entire perspective on the family event, and they were asked, do you want me to do this? And here's how I'm going to figure that out for you. Uh, that's great. It's when someone <laughs> – it's when somebody – offers you something incredibly helpful but requires them to know that you are, you had your appendix out 12 years ago uh, and also you and also you need to get a flu shot for a tetanus shot because you're going to be traveling to a certain company a certain country and okay actually some companies require tetanus shots there you go like some <laughs> some some companies i visited i felt like i wanted to shower afterward and it was especially after sh- shaking hands with certain very. Have you ever have you ever had an, a meeting with an executive, often with a startup, where you don't really see the nicturating membrane in, in, in that in the in the lizard eye, but you feel as though he can blink without closing his lower upper over, over lid. That's how slimy some of these things get. But but what I, but what I'm saying is that if they feel as though this is a tool that they have chosen to pick up and use, that's great. If it feels as though someone has been someone has sort of been already exploiting you and now they just want you to confirm that it was okay to be exploited that's kind of bad and it's a there was actually this this kind of this this kind of leads into another another story that i thought was pretty good uh so world cup is starting up uh world cup foot uh international football (laughs) (laughs) never has so much money been made by one person off of one syllable. I love that. I love that the world works that way. That I grew up watching this stuff. Eastern European bred and born right here. So yep. I grew up watching soccer as, as the World Cup plays it. Because back then, back in those days, before all the satellite cable TV that we've got with our 800s of channels, you didn't have like 20 soccer channels. All you had was ESPN. Uh, or no, you had Univision and you were lucky. If yeah, they would I, actually show the games. I, I've I've actually tried to uh, uh, ever since Trevor Noah was on comedians and cars getting coffee, and he, he and uh, uh, they were talking about uh, Seinfeld was asking about uh, about uh, about uh, English football, you know, mm-hmm. versus uh, versus American football, and he made the point of look, like the, the the Super Bowl is the single biggest most most widely watched like American football game in the world, and there may be thirty or forty million people watching it. On just a regular non non cup game, there will be 200, 200 million people watching watching English football. Clearly, our football is the football. Your football is the special American football. That and ever since that, I kind of been and because I'm not particularly a football fan. I kind of feel like being one of those like jerks who says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I bet you thought I meant soccer. I meant I meant football." As the Europeans, the rest of the world, like, oh god, no, I hate to hear it my, even myself say it. But anyway, so uh, so uh, <laughs> so in in light of this, the uh, the official Spanish soccer league, La Liga, uh, updated their official Android app. Uh, and on Friday, and it's got 10 million downloads. And now, when you launch it, when they people soccer. relaunched it, sorry, f- football, or yeah. as we say in Romanian, football. <laughs> sorry, keep going. No, no, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Adding extra inter- international flavor and color to what could have been a, otherwise a dry narrative. 
So, so when you relaunch, when you launch this new updated app, it asks you permission to uh, access the microphone and the GPS. Even though it doesn't seem like there's any real reason for this league uh, league soccer app to want any access to that stuff, what it's doing is if the, uh, it, it knows, of course, it knows the league schedule. So if there is uh, a Spanish soccer league game being played at that moment, it will activate your your microphone. And just take a snippet of audio to see if it and send sends a hash uh, an audio hash up to a server to see oh he is in a room where like where there's a a a a game from our league is being broadcast what's the GPS location of that so oh he's at a bar does that has that bar paid for a license to broadcast our games to an audience no. Thank you, user of this app. We will <laughs> we will now be shutting down this bar because of their eighty million kajillion uh, <laughs> find the I don't know what they ah, whatever well unit of currency in in Spain. I I was I think I know what it is, but I can, I, it's it's easier for me to uh, to. Uh, expose oh, are you thinking my of the lira? That's Italian, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. But they use the euro now anyway. Yeah, exactly. Euro. Thank you very much. Our cajillion euro <laughs> fine. Oh, I was trying you. to think about what was the original name of the Spanish coin. I just I don't I, anyway. Uh, so, but yeah. So, but we see we seem to be we seem to be uh, circ- uh, circumlocating the the problem that essentially it turned every ten million phones into snitches to try to figure out <laughs> like if someone's quote cheating the soccer the, the football league out of licensing fees. Um, the uh, league officials were contacted about this. They're saying, okay, it only happens during scheduled games, and we're only connecting fragments of audio, and it's only sending a hash, like a fingerprint of this audio uh, audio fingerprint to the server, and it doesn't transmit any information about the user. Really, no, no information about the user, just where that person is, the IP address of their phone, and a unique code assigned to only that person's copy of the app. But that doesn't identify them. And so... See, and uh, so Ars Technica was writing about this and says that this is all probably okay according to the rules of the Google Play Store. Uh, All that the app has to do is ask for an unambiguous consent, uh, disclose any collection of any personal or sensitive data, as long as it's not deceptive about what it's doing. So I don't know how they got past the... it's, It's sort of like the, well... Mom, you didn't tell me specifically not to eat all the cookies in the pantry while you were while you were away at work. So I don't see why that was something wrong that I did. It's like, uh, this, but it's still very very creepy. And also, even if uh, first, let's assume that whatever subcontractor they paid to create this app was really really incredibly, even though they're not being paid to create to care about the security of users, they were really really caring about the security of the users and making sure that it wasn't transmitting any personal information or any audio clips. This is as soon as again the the, the bad people, the people who do the bad things with Android learn about this, they're going to download that app and see, well, before this audio clip gets translated into a hash, does it exist as a clip of audio that, say, another app on that phone could possibly look at? And, oh, is, is it possible that it actually just stays behind in a cache file for a couple of days before, uh, until the Android system decides it needs to clean up territory? And then would it be useful for us to just look for audio uh, that, that have been recorded and left there? So, yeah, it's it's creepy. And uh, it's it also makes you think that, uh, like, 
again, both of us were in the United States. We are not uh, affected by the Spanish soccer league. It's probably unlikely that. Well, no, actually, maybe it's, maybe someone is doing a doing a VPN thing to trick them trick the uh, server into thinking that this is Spain or whatever. Uh, so maybe they could get somebody here. But you think about all the other ways that. It would be very, very useful for someone to tap into all of these microphones connected to the web to kind of listen in to see if they can get some information about what's going on in this location at any given moment. Combine that with information it's getting from other people and then create a very valuable piece of information that they could either sell or they could use to ruin somebody's life. And so I hope that uh, they, ours did reach out to Google uh, for a comment. All they did was point them to here, here are the guidelines and as opposed to saying that we don't think we're going to have some we're going to have some stern talking to these Spanish soccer fellows uh, to make sure that they understand that this is naughty and we are we we take a stand against this. I see you're talking all about the security element of it, of it which is which is great. This is exactly like uh, this is exactly what uh, we should be talking about with regards to this like really really little bit of weirdness. But the thing that I'm just sort of bothered about is that it's, it's soccer. It's like the world sport. Like this is the one sport that people like get together, small communities that get together, huddle around a TV or a phone and watch this stuff. Um, where's your sense of national pride? Why does everything have to be monetized? Just let it go. Let the people watch the world cup. Why do they have to pay for everything all the darn time? Don't they already buy enough FC Barcelona shirts? Like, come on. <laughs> do you really like it's just so lame. I'm just so ugh. It's gross. No, I, I just think it's gross. I, I'm with you. If I <laughs> Okay, I'm going to I I am going to okay, I, I will I will I will be honest and as I could have said, you know, the the, the basically Major League Baseball All-Star game or uh, or American League uh, playoffs, uh, but I'm going to be say if I watch the Tony Awards on Sunday, all right, watch it from start to finish. I did not watch the the red carpet stuff, but yes, I was watching the Tony Awards. And if I found out that like two mi- like a mile away, like there's like a town square, like the, the, where the post office is, someone decided to just like hang out a bed sheet and got one of those three hundred dollar like uh, oh Pico projectors, gosh. so that anybody who wanted to bring like a folding chair, so that fifty people could like watch the Tonys together. That's where I want to. I want to That's watch. That's what communities are. Exactly. I, I want to go. I want to be in a place where fifty other people wanted not only wanted to watch the Tonys, but they wanted to be with other people who wanted to watch the Tonys together without having to clean up their house and create, you know, that that pumpernickel like onion bread dip for fifty people. That's great. And okay, technically, do they have a license to do that? No, but. I don't think that they're picking anybody's pocket by doing it. If they, if someone had reached out and said, "Hi, we would like to hang a bed sheet and maybe have fifty people watch this on the side of our camper van," uh, because and would they have sold them a license? And great, they'll, they'll cost you eight thousand dollars. And I, I, nope. It, it, it gets my. It, what really gets me is when the we'll we'll listeners. This is this is nothing to do to Google, so we will wind this. But I will wind this down quickly. But. Every time somebody is forced to uh, – um, the week before Super Bowl Sunday referred to the big game day, I just feel as though Satan has won another quarter of a gram of my soul. 
I just, I just feel out of our collective soul, of our ability to one day turn back from this abyss as a society, I feel as though we need to stop giving out so many, even fractions of our soul by saying that, yes, yes, national, the National Football League, uh, an industry totally on the ropes, as it were, barely get, how how many times have you like heard a knock on the door and it's like a it's a uh, it's a owner of an NFL football team selling those NFL cookies now i know they're t- they're tasty okay but you can get cookies anywhere you buy them because you kind of feel sorry for them and you kind of want them to make enough money that they can you know they 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 got their they got their they they their team won the right to play in the super bowl but they can't afford to fly everybody out they can't they're going to need new hats and stuff and they 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 lost one of their balls over the inf- over like the the shared infield that they share with the little league game so they have to buy another football no 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 they're making an incredible amount of money they're they're making so much money they can afford to to basically not care that much about lifelong debilitating debilitating injuries that they're inflicting upon very very hard working hard working and 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 dedicated men do they really need to make sure that nobody calls it the super bowl unless they're paying a licensing fee i don't think so well i'm going to bring this back to google really quick Thank by you. saying this year, I get to watch the World Cup legally because I pay for YouTube TV. Hey. Cool. <laughs> so so we're, we're, if you guys want to watch it, come over to my house. <laughs> or heck, I'll just give you my login. Just kidding. <laughs> Do not email me for my login. I am not sharing it with the world. Not doing that. So is, is there a special <laughs> channel or is it one of the channels that you get for the for the 40 bucks? I think it's one of the channels. They have so much sports on there. Sometimes I feel like I'm not getting my money's worth because I don't watch that much sports. But once in a while, we'll put a baseball game on, you know, just to be like, go <laughs> Giants. Uh, but, you know. It's 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 sort of like when you've got a, got a nice hotel room and you realize that the, the room they booked you into has like a deep has a tub that's also a jacuzzi with jets. And you really don't have time to take an hour long yep. jacuzzi bath. But it's like. At some point in the next 36 hours, we ha- individually or collectively, we have to use this tub because we are paying for it after we are. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I just that. watch tennis just to be like, I have the tennis channel on YouTube TV <laughs> and I'll just put some tennis in the background because, you know, they hit the balls and it's very like you can get very it's kind of a nice little like pook, 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 pook. and that you, it's like a little metronome. And then, yeah, it's just all the grunting starts. <laughs> 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 Anyway, I, I do that every time I hit I the space bar of, the, of my keyboard. <laughs> it really is quite <laughs> annoying. <laughs> hey, it takes a lot of force to hit that darn ball. You know, it's the it's the exhalation that gives me that extra like Newton of energy that yeah. makes me sure I, I really push the hell out of that space bar. Yeah. Yeah. At, the, at this level, I don't want to waste it. I, I don't want to leave it. Leave anything. Oh, where, where's I don't have a locker room or and anything in the kitchen where I make myself a cup of tea or grab myself a couple of cookies before I start working. Anyway, but uh, let's see a uh, couple of quickies before we, before we end. Uh, you know, we were ta- we've been talking about how much we like the how much the we like the Google Pixel Book, but maybe a thousand dollars is not what I want to spend for even the best web browser wrapped around hardware on the market i know the keyboard is really comfortable it's like velvety it really is nice I like it, that. it's really nice it's, <laughs> it's a really nice keyboard and by the way if you google chromebook writing book there's a lot of authors out there that are like i wrote my book on a chromebook 
Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Go it, on. No, no. There's no. You're, it's it's a it's a really nice piece of hardware. Also, it's I I, I am at the point of frustration with the MacBook new the the new style MacBook point five five millimeter yes, uh, yes. key throw keyboard. I know your pain. That's that's that you kind of, that, upon and, yourself. And people think that oh well, you you just you oh, I suppose you want to have like a. A keyboard from a TRS-80, that's what you want. So, no, I, I just want something with more than 0.55 millimeters of, of throw. And this, and let, just a couple days ago, I was pointing, well, look, if you even if you think that the, the MacBook needs to be super, super thin, the Pixelbook is a lot thinner than the MacBook Pro, and they managed to squeeze an actual decent keyboard in there. Anyway, uh, but uh, so we're, we're all, we already like the hardware design. Uh, we liked it a week ago when now it is not terribly hard to or not not strange to find it discounted to eight hundred dollars or seven hundred fifty dollars uh, because they're trying I guess they're trying to move them a little bit. But also uh, XDA developers, the site uh, again, God God bless these sites that do nothing but look through source code <laughs> when of, of these open source uh, Chrome OS projects just to see if there's anything interesting to look at. Uh, they already seen mentions of something called an Alt OS A L T O S. Just simply, here's an alternative operating. If there is an alternative operating system running, here is the flag that lets you know if there is an alternative. Now it's been a little bit uh, specific because inside the source code, they're seeing references to uh, WHCK and HLK. This is, these are acronyms for Windows Hardware Certification Kit and the Hardware Lab Kit in the code. Now these are really, really big giveaways that Google is really working hard to try to get uh, Windows 10 working on the Pixelbook, and even better than. Uh, you might have we might have speculated that oh maybe they'll just make sure that it works great in a virtual they'll create a virtual machine that will sort of emulate a Windows notebook so it can it can fake it or it can remote it no this is the sort of these are uh, Microsoft frameworks for Windows 10 so that if you want to have this actual actually a piece of hardware actually certified by Microsoft that yes this is a Windows 10 certified device the drivers will work with it this has absolute parity with any other Windows 10 certified device you need to keep WHCK and HLK in mind uh, so it really does look like they are trying to working. They're working on an unstated, unannounced project for God knows what reason to make it certifiable as a Windows 10 device. Now, whether this means having like a dual boot or maybe even a triple boot situation, having being able to choose between do you want this to run Windows or Linux or Chrome OS at boot? Oh my God! Or Android? I'm salivating. <laughs> yeah, or or whether it's you know if you it, we won't be offended. We can if you want this if you want to install uh, Windows. 10 on this like after six or seven months that's fine we already have your money and you can always you can always reinstall chrome os later on mm -hmm. don't know but it's just a browser yeah <laughs> but you know what if that that would be that that got my attention real damn quick because the ability to dual boot uh these two operating systems together and still be again if i can get this for 750 dollars that's and for a tiny, tiny, really easy to move around machine with USB C and uh, and multi touch display. That's super interesting to me. That might be that might be what gets. I used to think that if I ever if my next notebook is not a MacBook, it would definitely be a, a Lenovo ThinkPad. It would be maybe if it's like late 2018 or early 2019, and this actually ships. Maybe it would be a Chromebook. I don't know. It's uh, it's nice. It's really nice. 
PSA, it's $750 still in the Google store. Uh, they're running a promotion, I'm assuming, for Father's Day uh, with the tagline, a laptop for dad that goes above and beyond. <laughs> or you can buy it at $31.21 per month for 24 months with 0% APR Google store financing, as it says here. Also, students get 10% Better off on a Pixel book. A Pixel book. <laughs> a Pixel book. Is what I meant to say. A book. Um, so I don't know if anybody out there wants to. Also, the sleeve for this thing is $100. Sheesh. Hmm. <laughs> That's a premium notebook. Anyway, that would be super exciting. I kind of hope that happens. Yeah. I'm I- I'm ready. I'm ready to just go full Google. Just throw it on me. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> like, As yeah. I say this on my Microsoft Windows machine, don't listen to me. Shh, quiet. I'm you know, the, anything. Well, I still want Windows. I like it. Yeah, but but you're the the thing is like once you get this deeply invested in the Google ecosystem, it's like I'm already falling out of the airplane without a parachute. What's the what's the point of me trying to flap my arms at this point? <laughs> it's like why why am I saying oh but I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't make my notebook a Google branded? Well, again, they already have my web browser. They already have my phone. They already have my music library. They have already have my calendar, my contacts, my email, a lot of my documents. Fine. I may I may as well take the implant and be able to hail driverless cars with my mind at this point. Okay, so speaking of driverless cars, very quickly before we end out this week's podcast, we had a little uh, little talk about Weibo, which is uh, you know Google's self driving pilot program. So they uh, they posted a medium post about the first year of Phoenix's early rider program. So they're testing cars in Phoenix. 400 riders participated in this program with 20,000 people who have applied. The top reasons Phoenix residents applied to Waymo's early rider program was one, to experience an awesome new technology, quote unquote, and two, because I'm excited about a safer future, quote unquote, which is a thing that people often say to me when I say I don't like driver, when I don't like self-driving cars, they're like, but it's safer. And I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, that, that, that that's word, up for debate. Th- I know. That, that worried me a little bit. They, and this was not like uh, they they had percentages and like top five lists of how people, why people are, where people are going in, their, in the Work. way cars. Whatever. Number one. But uh, <laughs> but it's like I really wanted to know what all the reasons were because you notice if these were the two most popular reasons and there weren't, uh, there wasn't even a, a close number three, I would like to see where the where the the response i really just need a, a practical way of getting to work or getting to like shopping or whatever it's problematic when you have people the only reason the reason why i'm using this is because wow this is awesome and this is cool i want to use it or wow i, I really want to be invested in the future of this it's like there are people who just simply my kids i need to get my kids from like school to some sort of a soccer practice without my having to like leave work that day or this is this i need to have a practical solution to uh, to transportation that isn't being cut by actually owning multiple cars or, uh, or 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 public transportation or anything because there's these these people sound like early believers not just early adopters just people who are like i'm 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 willing to put up with some crap because I know this is brand new stuff and I'm still pretty excited about just being on the ground floor of this. This is incredibly personal, but I would like to share another anecdote related to this. Uh, and it's great this is You're the end. in a end. place of safety and love. Nothing can happen in this space. Yes, yes. That you uh, in, in high school... Um, 
my dad could not, did not have time to drive us to school and because he, he is slash was a contractor. So he was always driving around the Bay area, chasing jobs. And my mom was at work all day. So he hired this Romanian guy to drive us around after <laughs> school <laughs> because I was just thinking like, I'm not going to put my kid into a lift with some stranger. And I don't know how I feel about putting it in with a robot just yet. <laughs> so the next, I, my dad's next best thing was just hire I mean, obviously, he knew the guy. It wasn't just some strange random Romanian. It's not like, it's okay. not like he's it's not like he was French or anything. And this is he's Romanian. <laughs> he's Romanian, exactly. Anyway, he was a family friend who like needed. He was like young and like needed money and like was willing to do anything for money. So my dad would just pay him like forty bucks a day, which is pretty good if you think about it. To just like drive us places after school. Um, so yeah, that's my <laughs> okay. No, again. <laughs> Again, that's a that's a situation. It's really personal. This is how my dad functions. It's very. It's like a very old. It's like we're not going to do carpool pickup. Like my parents didn't know about any of that stuff that existed. So it was just like, what do you do? It's just like. Anyway, so essentially, just, your your dad invented ride sharing. He just failed to patent it. It's true. Oh my gosh, I should tell him that. Update the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I should tell him that. Uh, yeah, and then after that, by the way, he managed to convince my boyfriend to do it. So then he was paying my boyfriend $40, $40 a day to drive me and my brother around. <laughs> and how old were you at this point? 16. I Nobody oh, was boy. trying to teach me how to drive. So, I was just, anyway. I, I want to I know a little bit more about your dad. How, how did he become adult, an adult without ever being like a 16-year-old boy? Because if he had, well, he would have immediately he wasn't seen the communist for Romania. Abuse. Okay. Well, he was in communist Romania, you know, dealing with all of that stuff. So, <laughs> which is the reason I share this story because this is just like my super, my my super immigrant parents just like not knowing about stuff that like exists, like community rideshare and things like that. So just, like, just hire oh, some it, dude it, to drive my kids was, around. Was it was it your boyfriend's car or like was it like the family car? It was my boyfriend's car. Okay. But, but yeah. still, here's $40. I want you to take my daughter, whom you're in love with, <laughs> to the destination that I've... It was partly... You know what? That was partly my fault because I was like, Dad, you should pay my boyfriend because I wanted him to take me out and he always complained he didn't have money. <laughs> so I got him a job driving me and my brother around. So but still, that's he, where that came from. I, 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 got, I, I have to say that making him wear the little cap, that was kind of a power move on your part. Can you admit that at this point in your life? Oh boy. Uh well anyway, oh, so boy. top 5 destinations that they said is the number 1 is work, number 2 is the restaurant, number 3 is school, the bar is number 4, glad to hear that make a make a appearance and the car repair shop is number 5. Uh but also they mentioned now realize that most the, the posts uh, they they put on Medium it's worth reading but a lot of it is really promotional. So, hey, why don't you meet some of the people that we've we've been helping with you? Know, Gladys got into a car wreck and she's been scared of driving ever since. You know, okay, that's nice. Oh man, why do they got to use that one? Yeah. I hate it when they do that. It's like darn it cuz I like I have friends who are scared of driving on the freeway and like it's not a thing to lo- <laughs> like I'm not going to argue with that. That's a great reason to have yeah, self driving. And, well, and, and I'm glad I'm glad this is working for you, but I'm I'm I am I have had nightmares like when I'm like behind on a project and like the deadline is really looming. My my the recurring nightmare is I'm in a car uh, but again, it suddenly accelerates and takes off and I can't control the steering or the brakes. I can just like watch where it's going. I I I'm glad it's working for this person that they they cite in the example, but 
I would imagine that you're trapped in a car with no driver. It's a robot, but you can't even see the robot. It just you just have to trust that's going to take you someplace safely. And there are no pedals. There's no actually okay. There are actually I don't know what's it. It's it is of course modified uh, modified fleet vehicles. I don't know what's what keeps people from being able to. Uh, I'm sorry. You're. I'm making a note to myself to get, find out what's inside these 400 vehicles, these hundreds of vehicles they've got going in Phoenix. Because I imagine they have to make sure that people don't say, just for fun, let's just for fun, let's get in the front seat and put our hands on the steering wheel. Uh, but uh, so, but they did. Uh, they did I mention. <laughs> they did mention a few things under the topic of what we're learning. Uh, one of them is that uh, it's really, really important that they're they're trying to replicate the experience of. What would happen if you if the, if you were driving this car yourself or you were having a driver come pick you up? It wouldn't pick you up with at the wrong corner of the block your house is on. It wouldn't drop you off at the part of the section of the supermarket that is like across from the parking lot. It would take you right to the door. And they mentioned that in Phoenix, it's super super hot, and people don't yeah. want to have to walk a block with their groceries. Oppressively, yeah, yeah. That's I could. I'm. It's I'm, oppressive I'm, desert heat, which is like. Very difficult to breathe in. Birds explode Oof. in midair on yeah. the wrong days, uh, and so they, they, so they're, <laughs> yes. they're appreciating that they're appreciating the the importance of uh, the self driving car. I did being be able to identify here is the actual door where people are going to be entering and exiting from. I have to make sure I find it there. Uh, also, that just because there is no actual driver doesn't mean that people don't need to occasionally ask questions of the driver. Sometimes the people who are riding, they want to know, well, what route are you taking? Like, are you going past this way or that way? Sometimes like afterwards and you, Oh, I left my sunglasses in the car and they need to make sure that the app itself has facilities so that they can have conversations, quote unquote, uh, with the, with the service. Uh, but the other cool thing, which is again, super simple and super obvious, but not until you actually have this thing like driving people, they realize that they need to figure out a way to have the car gently wake up a napping rider to let them know that they're alive. They need to wake up, put their shoes on because they're at, they're at the library now because they're, they're certainly not going to be like, they don't have to be alert. So why be alert? So if they're going to curl up in the back seat, why not do that? So how do you, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> wow. That is, that is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and, the other, but the, and the other thing is, like again, let's 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 remember that the number four destination is a bar. What do they do when it's a drunk person who cannot be again? They're they're not dead. Oh, cannot be woken but up. Right. You they're need passed someone. Out. You need someone to grab them by the belt and the collar and drag them and leave them <laughs> by the sidewalk. Like, at what point do you? Uh, I don't. Uh, Who's going to clean the car if they yak all over it? Right. Uh, there, and there has to be a yak detector as well. Does there not? Yep. There's a, see, there are a lot of things that need to be considered in this whole thing. Um, but I have to say the super hot Phoenix weather does not surprise me that that's why people will be like, of course, I'm going to take a car. Like, yeah, it's air conditioned. It's an air conditioned pod, which <laughs> makes me feel like a horrible person when I realize that sometimes I just drive places in the summer here because I get to drive with the AC on. And then I feel kind of awful because of the whole environment warming up and stuff. Ugh. That's a you know that's that's something I didn't think about earlier. There, uh, when there's especially on super hot days, um, like people who have no homes will escape the heat by simply riding the subway like all day long. Uh, so what do you? Uh, and again, uh, I have not yet figured out how to get air conditioning inside my, my new place because huge high ceilings, old old windows that aren't really sealed very well. If I could just simply tap a button on my phone and for a very reasonable amount of money, just say, 
uh, I need to go to Boston. That's uh, an hour and a half away. <laughs> and <laughs> just for can an I hour have and a pod, half. Can please? Yeah, exactly. Can, <laughs> can I have an air, con- an air conditioned pod where I can just sort of lay down in the back seat and just use my use my pixel book in windows mode and play gnome games and basically not again i'm not sleeping i'm not sleeping with a robot behind the wheel i don't even sleep with a human behind the wheel unless it's someone i know i'm also i'm also i'm also thinking that when when the pool of people goes beyond 400 people who are specifically emotionally invested in the success of this platform yeah and it's now just dudes and dames who are just using i don't think i would want to lay down in that seat i'm not sure that i would i'm not sure that i i, I wouldn't be putting down like paper before sitting down but i know that it's the, the, the great thing about having like a driver in the uber car or a driver in the taxi is that again if you do yak or if let's say that you're 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 you've got a knife wound and you're basically trying to get you know to the uh, to the emergency uh, room yes i was i was gonna say the mob affiliated uh doctor who uh, the uh, mob affiliated that emergency will, that will get, get yes. out the, that will you close the knife wound. right exactly <laughs> like again there's someone to say you know what i bet that i bet that that's uh, that 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 blood that pool of blood on that seat that's gonna set if i don't get that with the lysol today right now that's what you better hit up jolie kerr ask a clean person <laughs> yeah <I'm> sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway or, you know that no that that's that's when you use google lens like before you before you get you get in you just say okay can you identify what substance this was before it was hastily blotted up by somebody's like the somebody's Ooh. coat before they left does it because if it's gatorade i'm good if it's something not gatorade i need more information mass spectrograph analysis please commander data <laughs> Okay, well, now that we're talking about blood stains and and fluid stains on public vehicles, we're clearly at that tipping point where this becomes very ugly very quickly. So perhaps we should wrap things up. Uh, I am point. the upside down smiley emoji right now. That's me. <laughs> uh, so uh, just another another uh, uh, reminder that if you go to relay.fm slash material, that's where you can let us know how well we're doing, how badly we're doing. Give us comments, feedback, corrections, ideas, suggestions. Let us know about any interesting fluids that you've encountered uh, on the in the backseat of a self-driving car if you're part of this Phoenix program uh, or anything else like that, including uh, giving us a big box of money. You can create, uh, you can get memberships. And Flo and I are putting together our heads about what we're going to do for our special members-only episodes this year. We have some interesting ideas on the front burner right now, and we just don't know where the ball's going to land at this point, but it's going to be something way cool, I think. Way cool. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be It's going to be boss. It's going to be gear, as it were. <laughs> but uh, so, so again, that is a relay.fm, relay.fm slash material. Flo, anything that you want to promote, plug, mention before we, before we end? Uh, yes, don't forget that this summer I am doing Know How with Megan Maroney on the Twit Network, uh, which I am I am preparing with Megan Maroney as well. We've been we've been working on this together. I'm very much looking forward to it. July fifth is our first step. July fifth, yes, July fifth is our first episode. Uh, and then I also just want to let everybody know that after I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go eat my first Chrissy Teigen Blue Apron meal. <laughs> I just want to put that out there, and also hashtag. Humans of late capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's delicious. I hope the chicken noodle dish is delicious. It's It's got tahini in it. 
Okay, there you go. That's that's. You know I'll, t- I'll give you my review next week, everyone. <laughs> I, I had a very busy day today. My my dinner was uh, was honey nut Cheerios with almond milk. So that sounds yummy. That's fine. It's not not again. It's not. I'm hope I'm hoping that if uh, time traveling Andy from like when I was eighteen, nineteen is looking into the future, that wasn't the the night they chose to see what am I doing with my life when I'm you know when thirty <laughs> years older. Because I, I would want them to see like three days earlier when I did cook myself a very good, very nutritious, everything from scratch meal, sat down with plates and knives and stuff like that, as opposed to, again, one step from just <laughs> from like, again, uh, the, the the wet cereal that you create for your dog and leave it in a bowl, leave it on the floor. Again, it's a it's a it's a Wednesday. It's fine. Hashtag adulthood. Hashtag yellow. Hashtag I do what I want. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> again, if you, want, if you want donuts for dinner, there you go. Do it. Dunkin' Donuts is open until 11. I can, I still have a half hour right now to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get my dinner. <laughs> Uh-oh, Andy. You better wrap this up so you we can make it. <laughs> uh, as usual, uh, if you want to see what I'm up to, go to anotco.com for my blog. I'm anotco on Twitter and anotco on Instagram. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Material this week. I hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, everybody have a fantastic seven days. Bye. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,